0: Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. In this series, we've been dealing with fears, common fears that we as teachers face and that as you're thinking about heading back to school, some of you it's just in a couple weeks or even sooner, some of you still got more than a month. Uh, but regardless, as you think about heading back to school or you're re- getting ready to head back to school, there might be some fears that are rearing their heads in your mind. And that's what we're seeking to address in this series. Last week in particular, we talked about some fears around dealing with parents. Uh, this week, we want to talk about the fear of not making a difference. And it might come up in the form of a question, what if I'm not making a difference? You know, and sometimes we aren't sure if we're connecting with our students. We're wondering, is any of this getting through? Does what I'm doing really matter? And as you look ahead at the school year, you might be unsure about this. You might have these questions rattling around in your head, whether you've said them out loud or not. And you might be wondering, am I going to be able to connect with my new group of students? Am I going to be able to make a difference? So let's consider this fear. So remember our framework. First, we're going to pray our fears, pour them out to God. Number two, we're going to take our thoughts captive, remind ourselves of what is true and choose to trust God. Number three, we're going to direct our steps, take wise actions to address the issues causing the fear. So number one, pray our fears. Once again, I'm going to remind you to pray about this concern if it's in your mind at all or if it's in your heart and you maybe didn't even realize it. Talk to God about this fear. Tell him about what you're thinking and feeling. We can always pour out our thoughts um, to God in prayer. It is always such a valuable thing um, because just talking to him about it helps us so much and helps realign our thoughts uh, with what they should be and away from the fear that we're facing. So definitely, definitely um, spend a few moments in prayer about this and I'll even lead you in a prayer at the end of this episode. Uh, Step two, take our thoughts captive. So let's consider um, what is true, remind ourselves of that and consider how we can choose to trust God in this area. So a few different thoughts came to mind as I considered this. And the main thing was this, God calls us to be faithful where he's put us. We actually aren't responsible for the results. So this might be... (laughs) This might be the opposite of what you expected me to say in response to this fear, because you know, I tell you at the end of every episode, you are making a difference. And I truly do believe that you are making a difference. But what we're going to talk about right now is the reality that whether we're making a difference or not shouldn't be our focus. Our value, our self-worth, our dedication to the job as teachers actually shouldn't be dependent on whether we're making a difference, and it really shouldn't be dependent on whether we can tell we're making a difference. Um, The latter is a little bit more obvious, right? Sometimes we can't tell the difference that we're making, and we need to remember that. But it's also true that even if we weren't making a difference, which is practically impossible. But even if we weren't, that doesn't diminish our mission at all. You might say, Linda, I've lost you. I want to share a few examples from scriptures that talk about how God calls us to be faithful and the results are in his hand. So we don't have to worry about the results. Um, First of all, I think of Isaiah. God tells Isaiah in Isaiah 6 that he was to prophesy, but that the people would not listen or turn from their sins. You know, it is really interesting. A lot of us know the beginning of Isaiah 6, where there's the throne and the vision, and and he says, here am I, send me. And we're like, this is great. But it, as I said, if you keep reading in the chapter... He says, tell the, basically, you're going to talk to these people, you're going to tell them the message, and they're not going to listen, and, it, and they're not going to turn from their sin, and they're going to end up being judged. They're not going to heed your warning by and large. So he basically sends him on a seemingly fruitless mission, but it was absolutely what God had for him to do. Um, so I think that is just a really good lesson. And there's quite a few prophets where that was their situation where they gave a message and it wasn't always heeded, or maybe only a few people listened to it. And we just need to, re- we need to divorce in our mind this thought that like, if we're doing what God wants us to do, that we will for sure see these great results. We may, but we may not. And that doesn't mean that we're not doing exactly what God calls us to do. And the results can sure be so encouraging. We all love those moments where it's like, yes, I made a difference. But that that actually can't be what drives us. We have to be driven instead. Um, we can want to make a difference, but we have to be driven just by knowing that we're serving the Lord. We have to be serving him first and foremost. Another verse that talks about this is 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7, where Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Um, and this was talking in particular about the, um, their evangelistic work with the people at Corinth. Um, so this is helpful for us to remember that we are one of God's instruments. God is using us. He's using other people. But we we just, we plant, we water, but we cannot make the seeds grow in our students' hearts. Only God can do that. So we are called to do our part and trust God then with his. I mean, the thing is, we we really want to see results, right? That's such human nature. And the good news is that we often do. We often do see results. But once again, I'm kind of saying it over and over, but it's, this takes some time to wrap our mind around. This cannot be why we do it. We can't teach just to see the results. We have to serve our students because this is where God has us. We have to be doing it for Him him, not for any specific results. And that is part of what will help us get us through those, you know, those phases where it's like, I don't feel like I'm making a difference um, because it's not dependent on that. And that brings to um, a kind of related point. Sometimes we find that our worth is actually fixed on Am I making a difference? Am I effective? And we need to be careful about that. In other words, if if we feel like, you know, I'm only worth something if I'm making a difference and like our self-worth is tied to those results, that is shaky ground. And as believers, we don't have to be there because we know our worth is fixed in God and who he says we are. As we talked about this before, and God says that we are holy, beloved, his created so many things that he says that we are our value is fixed no matter what happens um, and when we're when sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that and rest secure in that and that helps us let go um, and not be so dependent on whether or not we can see the results with our students um, and this is so important again because. God is working and you are making a difference, but we don't always see it. Um, And so not needing to see those results um, can really, really help us. I will say the truth is that God is working. Sometimes we doubt that. Is God working? But he is always at work. In that example I started with in the beginning with Isaiah 6, where he said, you know, they're not going to listen. He was at work still. That didn't mean God was absent or he didn't care. He was doing a work. But we don't always see it at the moment. Sometimes we see it later. Sometimes, though, we don't know what he's done in someone's heart. Um, Sometimes we can't see it. Sometimes things are really hard. And they don't seem to be going well, but God is actually using that struggle to do amazing things. Um, in our hearts, in the hearts of those around us, sometimes a smooth ride won't accomplish what a struggle will. And God's using that struggle. Um, as we said, we think back at Isaiah, God was at work. He was accomplishing his big picture plans. He used Isaiah in incredible ways. Isaiah helped kings. He helped Hezekiah and more. Isaiah prophesied of Jesus and of the coming kingdom. And his words are recorded in scripture and we're, he's impacting millions of people to this day. So he might have been disheartened at times, right? Might, you know, God told me this isn't going to make a difference. Why am I doing this? Why am I going about this hard life? I don't know if he thought that, but you know, He very well could have, and we're tempted to feel that way, but God was at work. So what am I saying? And I know I'm meandering around a little bit. The bottom line is this. We do not need to be afraid that we're not making a difference. We simply need to show up and be faithful day in and day out. We need to keep our eyes on God and on Jesus and trust that he is at work. Because he's always at work, even when we can't see it. And I pray that thought is really helpful to you. All right, so number one, we pray our fears. Number two, we take our thoughts captive, reminding us that God is at work, but we don't need to be focused on whether we can see the results or not. And then number three, directing our steps, taking wise action to address the issues causing our fears. In other words, are there things that we can do to try to make sure that we are making a difference in our students' lives? And once again, there's this tension here between saying, okay, I don't need to focus on the results, but I am called to do my best and to and to and to be as fruitful as possible in what I am doing. So it is good for us to wisely consider are there some things maybe I should be doing that I can be doing that will um that God might be able to use and the answer is yes. There are so many things. I narrowed it down to just five, okay? So number 1, pray for our students. I don't know how how you are in your prayer life but I will admit that I am tempted to overlook this one. I want to skip immediately to the do, but praying for our students is probably the most powerful thing that we can do. Praying for them by name, praying for them as a whole. Seriously, if you only do one thing from here, you pray for your students and watch how God will work and how God will use you. Pray for your students. And by the way, um, if you didn't join our prayer challenge yet, free prayer challenge going on, teachfortheheart.com slash prayer challenge with just, it's, you don't need a lot of time. You can take as little or as much time as you want, but just specific prompts to help you pray for your students and around other things around the coming school year. So number one, pray for our students. Number two, seek to build relationships with them. I'm sure you're already doing this, um, but there's always a little bit more that we can do in relationship building. I'll share a couple things real quickly. Um, if you're not familiar, I've shared this before, the two by 10 principle is a great thing to use, particularly with students that are behavioral issues, that you want to build a better relationship with it. What it is, is you talk to that student for two minutes a day for 10 days about anything. And it just helps you build a relationship. If you teach middle school and high school and have over 100 students in two minutes feels like I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find two minutes. You can use the one sentence intervention. This comes from Love and Logic. Um, The one sentence intervention is where you just kind of jot a list of like five to seven things you notice about that student. Um, They don't even have to be like particularly complimentary, just something you notice. Like if you notice they really like a certain color or that they wear interesting shoes or like it's just anything that you notice about them or they like basketball. And you just say, hey, I noticed you really like basketball. I noticed that. And you just drop one of those every day or every other day, um, five or five to seven of them, and you're showing that student, I see you as more than a behavior problem. I see you. That can make a really big difference too. Um, there's so many more strategies, morning meetings. Um, we talk about a lot of these relationship building strategies in Beyond Classroom Management. Um, so if you're interested in that at all, you can find out more about Beyond Classroom Management at teachfortheheart.com slash beyond. We also talk uh, have a lot of resources to help with this in Teach for the Heart Plus. Um, which you can find out more about at teachfortheheart.com slash plus. So number one, pray for our students. Number two, seek to build relationships. Number three, pray for and keep your eyes open for opportunities to plant seeds and speak truth. So just pray for opportunities and keep your eyes open for them. This is true in both Christian schools and public schools. The opportunities look different, but God is 100% at work in both places. How do I know? Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and the Holy Spirit is at work in you and through you. Uh, So pray for opportunities. And then, as I said, keep your eyes open for them uh, because we don't want to let them pass us by. Number four, this one's going to sound not connected at first, but I'm going to share how it is. Be the best teacher you can be and continually improve your skills and your teaching craft. As I said, you might say, what? What does that have to do with making a difference? It is connected, and here's why. Our credibility as a teacher is really important. If our students see us as a competent teacher who knows what they're doing and is good at their job, they are going to take us more seriously. And we're going to have more opportunities for influence because they respect us um, and they're taking us seriously. And of course, the opposite can be true too, right? If we really lose credibility, that can diminish our opportunities. Now, don't be discouraged by this. God overrules and is always at working despite our limitations. We will never, ever be a perfect teacher. So this is, don't look at it that way. It's like, oh, if I mess something up, I've lost my credibility. Absolutely not. Rather, this is how I want you to look at it. I want you to recognize that every single effort you make to teach well, whether it's working on your lesson plans or learning a new way of teaching your subject, whether you work to improve your classroom management, whether you try to get better at differentiation, everything you do to be a better teacher, to better help your students, not only does that help them academically, like you know that you're like, this is academic work, but that has a spiritual component A, because you're working for God, but B, because that work, that improvement also helps lay the foundation of credibility. And the more credible we are, the more opportunities we have to have influence, right? To speak truth, to make a difference as we're given opportunities, both with our students and then with our colleagues. Um, So it all matters. That's what I want you to know. Every work you do matters, not just for the here and now, um, but even for eternity. And so be encouraged by that. That time you invest um, is doubly worth it as you seek to grow in your credibility. Um, and if you do need help with any of this, um, we have so many programs that can help you. Um, and we do have we have mentors in Teach for the Heart Plus that can help you with any specifics that you're struggling with. Um, we also have specific help with classroom management, if that's an, issue in CM101. Uh, so if you want to find out more about these, we'll link to all these things at um, the episode for this uh, or the blog post for this episode, which is teachfortheheart.com fears, or I'll give you a few of the URLs now. Teach for the Heart Plus, which includes all of our premium trainings and connects you with mentors as well, is at teachfortheheart.com plus. If you need specific classroom management help, that's at teachfortheheart.com CM101 for classroom management 101, um, and just so much more available at our website if you just go over there and browse. So that's number four, be the best teacher you can be and continually improve your class. And finally, number five, come back next week to the podcast because we're going to have a special conversation with Dave Stewart Jr. about motivating students to care. And this can be, this can make such a big difference in students' lives and really have such a great impact on them um, because this, you know, caring about learning is vital, obviously, for school, but also for life. So make sure that you join us again next week um, to hear more of that conversation about motivating your students. All right. The first thing that we said at the beginning of this episode was our framework. Pray our fears, take our thoughts captive, and direct our steps. So let's take a moment and pray about this right now. Teacher, take a moment and talk to God about any fears you have or any concerns you have around whether or not you're making a difference. Next, talk to God about how you don't need to worry about the results and surrender that to him. Surrender the results to him. God to work in this upcoming school year. Ask him to do incredible things um, and pray that he will be at work in your students' lives and in your life. Father, we thank you that you are always at work. I ask you to work in each teacher's life, in their students' lives, do amazing things this this year, Father. But most of all, help us keep our eyes on you and not worry so much about whether we can see what you're doing, but trust you day in and day out that you are at work and that we can rest in who you say we are um, no matter what happens. We thank you so much for Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for being here. I hope that you guys are enjoying this series about common fears. If you are, please do share this with a friend at teachfortheheart.com slash fears. We'd also love for you to review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify um, if you haven't done so yet. I mentioned a lot of resources um, in this episode. You can find all of them in the post at teachfortheheart.com slash fears. There's one other one though that I want to mention and that is the Rise Up Summit, our free online conference for Christian educators to help you shine for Christ in the midst of a confused and uncertain world. We have so many exciting things planned for you this year um, to help you shine for Christ. Um, So I hope that you will sign up. Um, Truly, um, if you want to make a difference for him and in your students' lives, this conference will be a huge help for you in so many ways, and it's absolutely free to attend um, the weekend of the event. So go to riseupchristianeducators.com, riseupchristianeducators.com. You can go ahead and sign up and get all set to go um, and then block off the dates in October uh, to join us there was so glad we had you here this week and make sure once again to join us next week as we talk to dave stewart jr about student motivation which is a common fear you know what if my students are apathetic what if they don't want to listen Um, what if they don't want to learn and do their work and he has so many great insights uh, to share with us next week in the meantime teacher remember god is at work in you and through you and he's using you to make a difference keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart